0: Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. All right, welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you joining us. Uh, this week on the podcast, we've got Rob Croyle.
1: And in this corner,
0: oh geez, yeah. he is on a roll today. Myself, Logan, and Trisha from Childbridge. What's your last name, Tricia?
2: Collins, INN. Trisha
0: Collins, that's a good name. It's a Thank solid you. name. And what is your
2: role at Childbridge? Regional director in Missoula.
0: Regional director in Missoula. I want to make an office joke, but I don't remember the... Is it assistant to the regional manager or something like that? I've, I think that's how that goes. <laughs> Somebody who's an office fanatic is going to correct me on that. I'm not a big... Like, I've seen it. That's about all I can say about the office.
1: I expect a message from Brent Billings. That's I, what don't, I don't think the...
0: Brent watches the office. Oh, but he'll look. He'll look it up to. Correct he'll know us. It. Yeah,
1: yeah. He'll know the answer just because.
0: Just because. All right. So anyway, regional director for Missoula.
2: Sounds kind of fancy. Doesn't it does it? sound
0: fancy. <laughs> that's a, a that's a title. That's that's a title. I, I'm
1: changing my title. I'll, I'll tell you that
0: much. What, what, what are we changing yours to? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> assistant to the assistant
2: <laughs> <laughs> to the director of You're... the director's <laughs> assistant. <laughs>
0: I don't know what to do with that, Rob. Right. You, you you get back to me. We'll we'll print some new cards. It'll be great. Uh, so let's roll into this. Let's uh, start off with some shortcomings. So obviously, I think... Uh, well, I noticed one thing on the recording. There was a big old glitch. Uh-huh. Um, I used the second service recording because that was your better sermon. Uh, it was the stronger of the two. But there was this one glitch. And I listened to about four times where I was just like, what? Wait, what just happened? I was very confused. And it just like it wasn't the normal like cut out or any like it, it was like it scrambled it. I know. Finally I was like, all right, <laughs> Jesus didn't want anyone to hear what Rob said there.
1: We will cut that out.
0: But if you, if you listen to, if you listen to the whole thing in context, then you figure out, Oh, that's what he was saying. So I'm
2: sure he wasn't saying something about you at that point and you edited it. No,
0: he was talking about, I think he was talking about what it, what, it was. It was something to do with Moses and Aaron, I think. Maybe I you have to go back. It wasn't me. It wasn't okay. me. But okay. uh, the the part where you uh, outed me for forgetting the picture. Yeah, that came through loud and clear. So <laughs> that, that part <laughs> that was fine. Both recordings that was just dandy came through because I I done goofed twice. <laughs> I, I had a chance to redeem myself and completely screwed up and didn't get the picture in there, but it was fine cuz you described f- Fred Flintstone with the the angel devil thing on the shoulder. Everyone knows that. Oh they man. don't need a picture.
1: We were we had the uh the, the bug, the daylight savings bug going.
0: It's still messing with me. This one did a number on me this year. I I've never had daylight savings mess with me as much as my internal clock is like kerfluffled this mm. year, but that's all right.
1: It messes with me every year. I love the fall back, the spring forward. Oh, I don't. Th- only thing I like about it is I walk out of the gym at six thirty at night. It's still light. And it's still light out. I'm like, yeah. okay, but that's I'd be like, okay just keeping it this way. It's like eighteen hours later. You know, like the immediate. Mm-hmm. My immediate response is, I got up. It's five o'clock in the morning, according to my phone but Mm -hmm. i walk downstairs and my microwave says it's 4 a.m and my body says yeah (laughs) go to bed (laughs) go go to bed (laughs) i don't want to eat i don't want to get ready for work so it's perfect i was i was dragging that day
0: yeah we were you could definitely tell uh we we kind of woke up by second service but that was all right so the other shortcoming, uh, the 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 big the big mistake of the day uh, was that in first service, Rob, you completely forgot to introduce Trisha, who was going to talk about Childbridge before the sermon. You just completely spaced it. I yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Here's my friend in the front row, and I completely forget. And then and then right before the last song, you're like. Are we gonna do something with the
0: job, Rich? But of course, I didn't say it loud enough for you to hear me. And I'm certainly.
1: like, well, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> and so now, throughout the whole song, I'm processing, I'm trying and, to figure out
0: what. <laughs>
1: and I'm sitting next to, I'm sitting next to my wife, and she knows, she knows exactly what's going on. And finally, I go, Oh, I forgot, Trish. Uh, and Chrissy's like, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wife. There's grace for that too, you know. There's grace for that too. Oh,
0: that was, it, you know, it was just funny. Because then we had just we we had you talk at the end of the service, and it worked out just fine. It's all so, good. Oh man, that was. Uh, I had a giggle though. I was just like, well, did they change the did they change the plan on me? I don't know. <laughs> she's she's right in the front row. He's got to have noticed her. <laughs> Maybe I, it was like, a height
2: thing. <gasps> oh. Oh. <laughs> that's,
0: that's rough. We That's rough. I,
1: and I didn't say anything to Logan the week before about Trisha not being tall.
0: I did not. <laughs> nope. No, nothing was mentioned. Nothing was mentioned at nope. all. You didn't overlook that? Maybe once. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. What? Maybe once. All right. So speaking of Childbridge, though yeah Trisha, let's uh why don't you tell us a little bit about your organization and what you guys do how it came to be give yeah. us the rundown
2: yeah childbridge. it's a wonderful organization and the way that it started was in 2011 our founders a couple they were in their kitchen in the flathead and the wife was reading a magazine out loud to the husband And they love to remind people they didn't have a subscription to this magazine. It's a Christian magazine. And it talked about how many children were in foster care in the state of Montana. And at that time, it was less than 1,500. And she said that out loud. And he said back, we could do something about that. And literally, Chowbridge was born in their home on that day. And so what it is that we do, we help children who've been abused and neglected in the state of Montana uh, to find families to care for them while they're in foster care, and if they end up needing adoption as well. Nice. Nice.
1: And that was, that was 1,500 at that time?
2: At that time. And at this time, we we're closer to about 3,200 is the current estimate. Hmm.
1: Yeah. So that
2: number has risen, and that was just nine years ago. Wow. So the trajectory is not good.
1: No, and when we were in Moscow, Idaho, I was working with some folks uh, that did some similar work, and they were telling us about how meth was having an impact in in certain communities, and the number of foster kids that were coming out of that was just astronomical.
2: Yeah. Drugs is really the primary reason that kids are in foster care and meth is definitely, you know, that's why we've seen it just grown so rapidly here in the state of Montana. Basically, meth arrived in Montana Hmm. and um, it's taken off, sadly. (laughs) Mm. It's not headed in the direction that we want it to go. Um, though the state has said in this last year, we've seen a little bit of a decrease. So I'm hopeful that 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 shows that Chowbridge is making an impact here. Well, and the
0: the other thing to keep in mind is if you hadn't have been doing the work that you guys are doing, how much worse would that have been? Like you can't, you can't gauge that necessarily. Like that's, you guys are, you guys are doing a wonderful job there.
2: Praise God. He's good.
0: That's, that's some good stuff.
2: Um, Well, and when
1: you need a bridge and there's no bridge, like that's, that's a problem. That's a problem.
2: Right? Yeah, you need a bridge to walk across. Absolutely. Yeah. And these kiddos need a bridge to the church, and that's what Child Bridge is about.
0: That's awesome.
1: I'd love for you to tell a story that you shared Sunday um, about the little boy that was met by a family this week.
2: Yeah, it was on Thursday night, and at about 2 a.m., the police got a call about domestic violence in an apartment. And when the police went to the apartment, they knocked on the door repeatedly, and no one answered. Finally, the door came open, and they had to look low down because what was there was a two-year-old little boy. We'll call him Maddox. That's not his real name, but uh, he was two years old. He was completely naked, and he had a beer in his hand, and um, the parents were both completely passed out. On the couch, he had a big, huge bruise on his forehead, mm. and um, sadly, there are hundreds more like him right here in our community, but the good news is, in that case, there was a Child Bridge recruited family that was ready, willing, and able to receive that child at 3 a.m., and I talked to that mom this morning, and he is still in their home today, wow. being cared for, being loved on, while the state works through what the family needs to work to regain him
0: that's awesome I mean, yeah it's awesome that they were available that really that, that is a heartbreaking story
2: it is and it's true and I got to meet him and he's a wonderful little boy
1: yeah that's a great that gives us a great picture of what the need looks like it's unpredictable the timing is never easy it wasn't easy for the little boy
0: no I mean it's not convenient it's not no that's not why you do it yeah. That's not why you help out with this. That's not why like we're not called to only help when it's convenient.
2: No, and it wasn't convenient for this mom. You know, she's got six kiddos. Holy Her husband smokes. works in ministry. She works in ministry. She had to be at work in the morning and, you know, but the call came and she said, "This is what God tells us to do. I'm going to be obedient to it." Absolutely. And I'm going to watch him provide for all of our needs and you know, that next morning when I saw her, she didn't look exhausted. It amazed me. You know, she'd mm. been up most of the night. But I, I just really believe that that's God's spirit inside of her For that's sure. doing this good work.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I'm I'm gr- grateful that you guys are, are doing that. How many people are involved in Missoula right now?
2: Insofar as our staff in Chowbridge or as far as families? families. Yeah. So there's two staff members. There's myself and Carrie Dady. And then we have tons of volunteers. We have about 50 churches that participate in different parts of our program, different people volunteering all kinds of ways, bringing meals, doing childcare, just wrapping around these families that are doing this good work. We have a little under three hundred children in foster care in Missoula, and then in Ravalli County, we have about eighty-two currently. So, the need is great, and we do still need more foster and adoptive families. Yeah,
0: excellent. So, what's the what's the process for if people are, if people want to help out and um, and figure out how they can help out? What's the what's the process you'd want them to go through?
2: Yeah, the best way is really just to connect with me, and then I can put them in touch with the different options and opportunities, um, the best way is probably just to email me at t.collins@childbridgemontana.org, at childbridgemontana.org. And um, then I will connect them. So if they want to volunteer at our support group monthly in Missoula, that is just two hours commitment per month. It's the first Thursday of each month from 6 to 8 p.m. Um, Maybe they just want to give monthly. We really need donations. We don't take any money from the state of Montana. So it's private donors that fund us, maybe just, you know, $25 a month, something like that. Uh, There are other ways to get involved. If you're thinking about fostering or adopting, and that sounds really overwhelming and a big, huge thing to do. I just say start with just by having coffee with me. (laughs) I break it down and I break it down into small bite-sized chunks. They say, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? I literally help you just kind of break it down on your calendar step by step. And so, you know, most of our staff all throughout the state, we've fostered and adopted ourselves. So we really understand Mm. the process well and we really can walk with you alongside with you as you do it.
0: That's great. That's super good.
1: And I love the fact that you have a community that that journeys with people that choose to to join in this effort because you know when you start this journey, you're not gonna know what step one step two, step three looks like, but to have those folks that have been on that path before to be uh amongst folks that are actually living that out here now and can answer questions and
0: that's discipleship, yeah right there
2: yeah it's a pretty remarkable organization i literally moved from out of state to work for it because it is quite a unique vision that the Mm -hmm. lord has given them and that ability to have other people across the table to be able to say yeah i'm doing this with you and you know the biblical mandates to care for the orphan are for all of us and so what your personal response to that may be different um we all have a part to play to care for these orphans so sure. you might not be called to foster or adopt but you might be called to help the families that do in some other way
0: I love that I love that Yeah,
1: you know, especially you know as a church we want to be a movement of diverse people living out God's sacrificial love and this is just one of those ways to to do that mm-hmm. and uh, when you have when you have people that come from these diverse backgrounds you know, fifty churches pulling together to make sure that some kiddos that are in a crisis situation and, and it's not their it's not their fault. Yeah, you know, it's not the and they're they're functionally orphaned. Yeah, uh, hopefully for just a season. Hopefully, the state um, and some local agencies that work with the state can help those families get back to. Being a healthy and safe environment for their kids, because that's that's always the goal is to reunify wherever to possible. Heal and so, um, I just love what you guys are doing.
2: Thank you. Yeah, you know, we were all adopted spiritually if we've accepted Christ, and so it really is this most perfect picture. Of the gospel, because he doesn't, you know, come to us in our mass and say, "Clean up, get your behavior right, do good, do this or that." He just comes get, and helps. Yep,
0: yep, yep. That'll preach. That'll preach right there. I
2: know. <laughs>
1: Keep <laughs> handing her to the microphone. I know.
0: I like this,
1: Rob. You should start start your sermon off with her.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, you, you, that'd be a great idea. You know, you should introduce her at the beginning of the sermon. Never. No, no. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, we have fun. Yeah, we do. Anyway, yeah. Speaking of the sermon, let's uh, let's let's go back to that implication that you left us with this week, which was God pursues you.
1: Absolutely, God is a pursuer. He's pursuing. He's pursued me over my lifetime. Uh, I always feel like somebody's watching (laughs) me.
0: Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) Did I make that creepy? That. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Derailed Derailed Yeah Shiny The look penny. on Rob's face That was beautiful
0: <laughs> You could see like Oh the train of thought And it's gone It has gone It's gone Who are we talking about Oh yeah Jesus You're all so welcome
2: God pursuing <laughs> us I think Oh
0: man
1: Yeah You know we were and uh, thinking of, Thinking about the This thought That God pursues us And he's pursuing us For a relationship Like this is uh, Supposed to be This close intimate relationship and um but there's this tension of this is someone that should be odd yeah i mean john fell down as if he was a dead man when jesus came in in all this glory
0: yep like and there's there's a you you should be reverent of the creator of the universe like there's there's a certain aspect of this is the guy who spoke the world into existence
2: Okay, maybe so maybe show a-, a little respect. So A W E D odd, not O D D odd. Good clarification. Okay. Oh. Phew. Yeah.
0: Good clarification. No. Yes. There's, there's, there's an, you should be in awe.
1: Ro- Rob is odd. God should be odd.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh,
1: Yikes. We digress yet yeah. again. <laughs> so um, you know, but there's a, but then there's the other side of this same coin is Jesus says, "I no longer call you slaves; I call you friends."
0: Yep. And Moses spoke to him as if a friend. Yes.
1: And so there's this, there's this tension of, of this familiar, and this odd awed, and there, you know, and so like, we, we kind of charted this out yesterday when we were talking through this, and you know, there's some people they don't fear him. They're, and and they're mm-hmm. not familiar with them at all.
0: Yeah, imagine with us a four quadrant, right? <clears throat> like, so take a piece of paper and draw a big plus sign on it. That top left quadrant would be.
1: Uh, so the top left quadrant would be you, you, you. You're familiar with God, sure, but you don't fear him.
0: Yep, he, he's Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine, right? It's that it's that song. That song drives me nuts.
1: Top right quadrant, you both fear him and he's a friend. Like uh-huh. there's this you're living the, you're, you're living out the tension you're between living out the...
0: reverence and familiarity.
1: Yes. Uh bottom right. Um terrified of him. You, yeah, that's
0: it. Just, yeah, he's not a friend. Just big angry big angry god that but you're terrified of.
1: He scares you. You expect the big old foot to come barreling Always out of the Always looking sky for lightning. Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
0: Trish has got a really sad like that. That 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 legit yeah. made you sad to think about that.
2: It did. My lower <laughs> lip totally went out. I was just like, "Oh my gosh, the poor person who thinks of God that way. Yeah. That he's just a big heavy hand because he's so much more than that. I'm so loving." <laughs> but,
0: I mean, think about through a lot of our church history, we viewed that's how we viewed God and and even Jesus somewhat.
2: Aww. Oh. But
0: specifically God, because we really like to throw Jesus up as like this shield between us and this big, angry dad, Mm. right? Yeah. For thousands of years, we've Mm. thought that. And then
1: there's those that don't rever... There's no reverence and no no familiarity. Yeah, no familiarity, and there's no relationship whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And that'd be the bottom left-hand quadrant. I kind of got thinking about this because a few weeks ago, I was looking for some input on some friends of mine that... Are are Jewish, and uh, I was asking a specific question, and and one of my friends she responded with a completely different vein than what I was really expecting. It it was fine, but um, but she made this statement. She said, "For us Jews, when we pray, all of our prayers are scripted out." the reverence is immense mhm the reverence is immense she goes but for you evangelical christians you pray whatever you want to pray mhm and that was her perspective
2: wow
1: and so from her perspective and she might be right
0: we might be missing some of the reverence
1: we might be too familiar In in some cases, like when when we're approaching the throne of grace with confidence, are we also being reverent? Yeah. And so, uh, it just it's a it's a it's an interesting thought. But this is like I and I want to be able to communicate that in in the sermons. Like this is a God when He comes full in His glory, He comes into the room the automatic response of, of everybody throughout the scriptures is you fall down and you want to be dead. Yeah. Until he goes, mm, don't be afraid.
0: Don't sure. be afraid. There's a lot of power there. There's a lot of love.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and so the thing, the only things that kind of give me, like only similar things that for me is like walking really close to a really... Big ledge. Mm. You know, like, like you're, there's no guardrail, but there's a thousand foot drop and you kind of like walk up to it and your heart is just like, oh, sure. (laughs) So that's a picture for me. Um,
0: I think of Jurassic Park when they're like petting the dinosaur. Mm. Uh, I
1: I would think, (laughs) I would think being in a kayak. Oh, sure. With, with the whale,
0: oh yeah, that's a great example. Like in the sound, yeah. Mm. When like you're you're out there on like a paddleboard or a mm. kayak, and all of a sudden like one of those humpbacks or an orca, oh man, I would I'd poop myself if an orca. <laughs> yeah, like, th- those yeah. are scary. Those are scarier than sharks. Yeah. Oh man. Wear your brown that shorts. Be, that you wear your brown board shorts. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm with boys. I'm with oh, boys. Man. Lord help yeah. me. Lord help yeah.
2: me.
1: Yeah. yeah. Always always go Always go poop before kayaking. That's my <laughs> that's my
0: theory.
2: Oh boy, that's our implication of the day. Okay, folks. There's the
0: uh there's the call to action. <laughs> oh my.
2: You know, when Yikes. you were talking about your friend that's Jewish though, and as evangelicals were too friendly potentially versus reverent, you know what the picture that came to my mind was have you ever seen the video where Jack Kennedy is in his oval office and his kids are playing underneath the oh, desk? Yeah. Yeah, and that oh. picture came to me, and I think maybe the awe comes as we mature because those little kids. Yeah, you know, he Ooh. was the president of the United Absolutely. States. Absolutely, he was yeah. POTUS, right? Yeah, and yet because they were his kids, he, it was just a desk to play under, daddy's desk. You oh. know, he was working. Yeah, and yeah. so that was just the picture I think that like, the Lord oh gave man. me when you said that. Yeah, that's And a I great think picture. as we mature. We'll have more reverence, right? We'll have more For awe sure. because, right? As as those kids grew up, they certainly wouldn't still be doing that.
1: Absolutely,
0: um, yeah.
2: But it is kind of part of the privilege we get of being his kids. Ooh,
0: yeah, that was good.
1: Yeah, at seventeen. You don't get to run through the Oval Office with your squirt gun, if right? You, you know, if your dad's been two terms, you know, you, you know, by yeah. that time, Secret Service is going. Uh, I don't think so, son.
0: Easy. <laughs> yeah. e- well, I don't know. I feel like if I had been that kid, I would have been best friends with all the Secret Service agents and uh. they would have had squirt <laughs> guns too.
1: Yes.
2: I like this idea. That sounds but fun.
0: There's probably a reason my dad wasn't president. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been a terrible first child. Oh. <laughs> uh, I oh. Like it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, just wrestling so. with how
0: well and the other the other tension of this God pursuing you and this for a love relationship, right? Cuz and I remember when you first told me about this, it was a it was a little like it's an it's an odd wording. Yep. And I think especially for guys, that that can be a little like you're like, "Uh, eh, that's that's weird." Like it's an it's an odd, and maybe that's just like my toxic masculinity or something just rearing its ugly head, right? um that's that's a that's a, a extra word for you know hitting the you gotta getting a certain number of those in there right just to be cool nowadays but uh anyway Jesus, I, di- I, I digress lover
2: of my soul. oh right like
0: singing those songs like there, there's certain songs where i'm like this is such a wussy <laughs> song i hate this and i'm on the artistic side of things so i'm like like, I I am obviously all that is man, but, like, I've also, like, been on the artistic <laughs> side, so I I can kind of, like, no, I can put that aside. But you think of, like, the Nick Offerman's of the world, you know, the Ron Swanson's or, uh, you know, the – you you know the guy that you're thinking of. Like, this is your old grandfather who's, like, no, well, he's <laughs> not going to talk about his feelings. We're going to shut that down. And that that's a problem unto itself that we could deal with another time. But – so when I was thinking of this like love relationship, I think part of this tension of the familiar familiarity and <laughs> reverence, like I, I think of my relationship with my dad. Mm-hmm. Cause like, there's definitely mm-hmm. like we, we have a loving relationship, but it's not mushy. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, we, you know, we, and it's not a perfect relationship by any means, but it, it's not a mushy relationship. And every once in a while, like there is that tenderness. Like I noticed when I, I moved away from home, When he started saying goodbye, it got a little more tender. Um, And I was like, this is weird. (laughs) It was it was really strange. I didn't dislike it, yeah, but it was very very strange. Sorry, Dad, I'm calling you out. Uh, In fact, but, I think
1: you like, would have missed it if you yeah, hadn't said.
0: Absolutely. I'm, I mean, I'm going to push back against it because it's weird and it's strange and be like, yeah, feelings. But like, how
1: about those bears?
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, guns. <laughs> Something manly. <laughs> but like there's that tenderness but there's also like there's that like he's still my dad and like we always joked as a he he had a joke when we were kids of he was the daddy lion and you know in the wild the lions the daddy lion will eat the cubs if they misbehave so uh you know there was there was always there like there's that reverence side of like "Mm, maybe we shouldn't mess with that yeah like I remember the first time there was one time, uh, <laughs> I was convinced that I could take him boxing and I was like nine. Um, and so I, I was convinced I'd been practicing all day. We had the boxing gloves and I was like, I was just all, I was all jacked up. I was ready to go. And, uh, he just, he clocked me one good one, spun me right around. And I was just like out oh. and he just knocked me flat. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> it was totally cause I'd been smack talking, but it was like this, like, nope, still dad. Yeah. Like, but, it, you know, and it wasn't in a mean spirited. It was just like, nope, I'm still dad. So when I think of this, like this tension between, yeah, it's a love, re- like he pursues a love relationship and the familiarity and the reverence, like this is kind of the image that I get in my mind. It's not like it's not an ushy gushy love necessarily. Like there, there's maybe that side of it, a tenderness, but it's not. There's also he's still the creator of the universe, you know, same God that, you know, brought the hammer down on Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, he's still God.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, and there's the book out. uh, Why, why men hate
0: church? Mm. Um, Why men hate going to church? That's a good book.
1: And it's just one of those things that uh, we just have to recognize that uh, our relationship with God is unique for each of us. (coughs) Sure, and so the way God communicates with with Christy, my wife, is different than the way he communicates with me. And and it's it's very unique. And it reminds me of my, my relationship with my four kids. Mm-hmm. They all relate with me differently. Mm-hmm. And the affection that we show each other looks different. And so if you're looking to the person to your right or to, or to your left, and you're going, well, I don't have the same relationship, and... I don't express it that way, and I'm not comfortable with what they're doing, that could just be a design difference.
0: Absolutely. It
1: could just be a uniqueness between you and God, which is which is fine. And and I've learned to actually cherish and value those differences in, in other people and the way they express. And Oh, sure. Now, now, it could be that you just haven't really taken time to build that relationship. Mm-hmm. That's a different issue.
0: Yep, yep.
1: But in a lot of cases, it is just a design difference. You you are different. Uh, I bet that your relationship, Tricia, with God is probably a lot more mushier than ours.
2: You know, probably because I'm his baby girl. Yeah. Have you ever seen dads and daughters? There's a different thing than dads and sons, right? Oh, yeah. Dads and sons, they wrestle. Oh, geez. Dads and daughters, they snuggle, right? Yeah. So, of course, it's going to be completely different. And it's also different based on my experiences in this life, right? Absolutely. He, He was with me through every experience, so he knows What's gonna be uncomfortable for mm-hmm. me? Just how much I can handle when, right? Sure. You know, when yeah. I get out of those poopy diapers, I can maybe handle something that's a little more mushy, a little more uncomfortable.
0: Totally, absolutely, totally, yeah. And I, I, I think it, this is a, this is, a, this is a good, this is a good train we're on here because I think we can use that, like, oh well, I'm just designed differently. As a, like, I know I have before. We'll use some I statements. Little care group rules apply here. Um, <laughs> Like, I've definitely used that as a, oh, I'm designed differently. So, well, I don't have to, like, I don't have to go there because that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. When really that's a place, maybe maybe it's in worship, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a hand raiser. Like, it, it's it's hilarious, like, that I'm the worship pastor. Like, I'm, I'm just, like, I'm not a hand worshiper. That's not my go-to, like, and for a long time I struggled with, like, is that because I'm uncomfortable with that or is that... And I finally landed, that's just not, like, that's not the important part for me to connect and worship. Like, it's actually a distraction for me if I'm worrying about, like, I don't worry about what my hands are doing. They're just doing what they're, like, I put them in their pockets and I lock my elbows and I'm just, I'm getting into the beat. That's fine. Like, I'm connecting with God and I'm not going to worry about the physical actions. But, like, other people doing that could sometimes be like, oh, man, like, do I need to, and I, I'd let that be a distraction for me. Um, other places where it's like, no, like praying out loud for a long time. I hated praying Mm -hmm. out loud. I was like, no, 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 I can't do that. No, 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 Mm -hmm. no, no. Like I'm just not designed that way. Mm -hmm. Really. That was me just using like, I'm just not designed that way in quotations as an excuse to not grow in my relationship with God in that manner. And so finally it was like, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm, I'm being a pansy. I need to just like. I quit deflecting with this Um, using that as an excuse. And I need to just, I need to just dig into that. Um, So I I think that's an important, like don't use that. I'm designed differently as an excuse not to dig into God. But on the flip side of that, like we are all designed differently. So that might just not be what your relationship with God is going to look like. um, At least on the surface level, I think at the core, we all have that connection and at the core the connections are all very very similar they just manifest in different ways
1: and that's where community and discipleship actually steps in because left to our left to ourselves we could come up with all kinds of goofy things you know as far as like i used, i used to just feel so condemned because i didn't know how to have this relationship mm mm mm-hmm. And I didn't I did know, like, how do I pray? How do I worship? How do I do it? Like, I, I know I'm supposed to do sure. these things. But when community comes along and says, yeah, I've been there, done that. Yeah, I felt awkward too, you mm-hmm. know, my first time. first time. First time someone asked me to pray in a group, I was like,
2: eh, you
1: yep. know, and couldn't find the words. And, you know, and so when, when community comes along and says, hey, just be you, mm-hmm. it's okay. You know, and that, and so if you're if you're stuck in this, like, I always feel awkward. You know, I I have all kinds of questions. Like, get into a discipleship relationship. Let someone lead you through that. Share, be vulnerable. We vulnerability is one of our core values. Mm-hmm. Um, authenticity is a core value for us. And so, like, just be you. But but let people in and and help guide you through the process.
2: That's good.
0: Yeah. I mean that's what I mean that's why we do care groups. That's the main thing there is that that lets us that gives us a place, a platform to dig in and wrestle about those things. Absolutely. Um without giving anything away, like my care group last night, we didn't answer a lot of the questions. We just spent actually this is icebreaker for this week. Um the question that you ask in the sermon of what's the one word that you would use to describe your relationship with God. We spent a good 20 minutes talking about that. Wow. Just I was like, you know what, that's that's the question we're talking about to start with. And I don't care if we get to the any of the other like we're gonna talk about this one because this is this is good. Like this is a this is a good place to start, right? And let's just wrestle with like what does that look like. Um you know, so that was that was super great.
1: And it gives you so many insights for future conversations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely, it helped me understand everybody else in the group so much better. Mm.
1: Because, in all of our groups, we have we have an intentional leader that's that's looking at people's hearts and going, "Man, what's my part with them, Lord?" Mm -hmm. And these conversations that we have in care group help helps us navigate that. Sure. I want to talk a little bit about the story that we're looking at. Yeah. uh, In care group this week, we're looking in Acts chapter nine, where uh, Saul has his big conversion moment and. And we, we were talking about that yesterday that mm-hmm. that that's not everybody's experience. Not everybody has this big, bold bam
0: come to Jesus moment. Come to Jesus yeah. moment. That's not my story. So like part of this was like I was wrestling with this. Um of you know, this is I don't necessarily identify with that. Like with uh Moses in the burning bush or Saul, you know, being struck blind and having this huge big defining moment um and i wrestled with that for a long time of like well do i need to like i guess i need to go become a drug addict or something so i can have a come to jesus like these are legit thoughts that i let play out in my brain i'm like no okay that's not a good idea like me teenage logan was like okay so no I, i don't need to go off the deep end just so that i can have a testimony right but like this I, and I know I'm not alone. No. Like, there you're are not. a yeah. lot of people you're that not. share that exact, like, oh, I've no. thought that. Yeah. Like, or I've wished, like, oh, man, I wish, I wish I could have, like, something terrible. But you at the same time, you're like, but I don't no. want that, right? But,
1: um, and and I'll tell you, I, so Christy and I, at Bible school, we were, we took speech together. And, you know, at this point, I think it was, yeah, I was still married to my first wife. Um, and so Christy and our friends, we both came from these backgrounds where w- w- we did become meth addicts without the meth.
0: Um, you guys, you guys were hard partiers. We
1: we we
0: y'all were wild childs. We
1: were wild childs. Let's put it that way. So, <laughs> so the average student had the testimony went like this: I grew up in a Christian home. Mm. I never did anything wrong. I questioned my salvation for one day, came back to Jesus, everything is good.
0: It was a really bad day. It was a really bad day.
1: And uh,
2: Yeah, mine looks just like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then Christy and I give our testimonies, and people's hairs were set on fire.
2: Wow. <laughs> Jaws dropping, huh? Like, what are you doing at Bible college?
0: This is wild.
1: <laughs> and the look on their faces was, was like... Oh mm-hmm. you, know. Wait, you drove
0: a getaway car? <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? Ask my wife. <clears throat> I won't claim that one. Um, so, <laughs> but, you know, Christine and I will both tell you that we spent years recovering from mm-hmm. false narratives that we gained from a cool testimony. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, like uh, the things that God saved us from...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So there were some things that were instantly changed about us there were other things that it took years of of learning to uh, repent and to submit and sure. and to trust god with that part of our lives and and then the just the false narratives of of you know shame and you know i i just thought god was so angry with me when my first wife divorced me after she had an affair Mm-hmm. I assumed that her affair was God's judgment on me, mm-hmm. and and so, like, like I deserved her having the affair. Like, like that's mm-hmm. some crazy thinking. You know, twenty five years removed.
0: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all twisted up. That's mm-hmm. all.
1: That's that's. And God had to reteach me who He was.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure
1: and i'd been in a relationship with him for a bunch of years by that that point but because i chose to build my house on sand and not on a rock you know mm. and and my life was you know came crumbling down when the storms came and and the storms do come and and I, yeah i could attest that that you live if you live contrary to god's design
0: it's a mess mm.
2: i can agree with that <laughs>
0: And so, um, yeah. It, I mean, I questioned that one day, but...
2: <laughs> you... The the
1: the real <laughs> important part of this whole process is just recognizing that God pursued us mm-hmm. uniquely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Met us where we were at. I'm grateful that your parents invested mm-hmm. in you sure. from day one. My parents were a hot mess at that point. They They didn't come to Christ until after I did. Yeah. Uh, after I came back to Christ, and and they saw what God was doing in me, and and so they came back to Christ. They they grew up in a home that, uh, where they you know with godly grant with godly parents. Mm-hmm.
2: And as a mother, I pray that my children have a testimony like yours. Just so you know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I,
0: it, it was more than a day. Like I I skipped the church in middle school. I was like I was not sold on it but i was i never i never would have said i was unchristian or sure. whatever and so like i mean it's just different but my it was much more of this like a small it's the small constant it's mm-hmm. when i look back on it it's like oh god was just consistent mm-hmm. mm. he was consistent it wasn't a big like oh here's a conversation burning bush and god says this and i get it it's a here's a lot of little bits and pieces mm. and when you put it together over the over time it's like, ah, here's the narrative. Here's what he's saying. Here's what I've learned. And so I, like, I think wrestle with that in your care groups this week. Mm-hmm. When you're having these conversations, maybe it doesn't look like Saul. Maybe mm-hmm. you haven't had an experience like that. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. It might just look different for you.
1: Absolutely. And that's, Absolutely.
0: that's the place to you know, hash out those conversations. That's good stuff. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Good so conversations.
0: Let's, uh, let's wrap it up with talking about Bible study. Because this is this is the the place when we did our polling, and Rob got all excited about his graphs and and numbers. Mm. Maybe a little too excited. Love me a heat chart. He really loves. He really likes a heat chart. He gets all hot and bothered over a heat chart.
2: Excel kind of guy. Oh,
0: oh yeah, he excels Ooh. at that.
1: Yes,
2: <laughs> but I'm bumps I'm excellent. Oh. oh.
0: Ah. Yikes. I'll chart that out for you too. Yeah. Oh.
2: Don't exaggerate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, this is digressing. Uh, so, Bible study was the lowest, like, that was the place where people were like, yeah, I don't experience God in our, which I, I, was, I was floored by. Wow. Like, this was, this was nuts. But so, thus, we are talking about this and making, a, making sure that we talk about this every week of when we are studying the Bible, mm-hmm. how are we experiencing God? And how do we go about experiencing God in that? And so, Rob, you wanted to talk today about having a conversation while reading. Right.
1: Yeah, You know, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And the Hebrews writer is actually writing about the Old Testament text, Mm -hmm. because... The New Testament really had not been canonized mm-hmm. uh, up up to this point, but it it, it applies equally to the Old Testament and, and New Testament. But this, the Word of God is God's voice, mm-hmm. and when I go and I sit down with a with a passage, I expect to hear. I expect to hear from God, mm-hmm. like I I know that He wants to say certain things to me, and so it is a conversation. And and I'll just use the the Beatitudes as an example. You know, I'd be reading, and it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I'll just have a convers- quick conversation with God about, uh, am I being poor in spirit? Like, am I being humble?
0: Sure. You what know? does that look like for me to be poor in spirit?
1: Yeah. yeah or am what, I not doing that? What and And... And in my relationship, my relationships this week, uh, I, I always think in terms of uh, the love chapter, mm-hmm. you know, 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Mm. I get stuck right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't made it past that first one.
1: <laughs> Yikes. I mean, I, that's my longest conversation. <laughs> Lord, Lord, where was I not patient this week? <laughs> um, but, you know, blessed are bless those who mourn. For they'll be, they shall be comforted. Sometimes I'm. I don't want to slow down no more. Like I, I will see. Sure. I'll see a post on Facebook, and and it is gut wrenching. And I'm like, I don't want gut wrenching right now. Scroll, scroll.
0: But not not right now, because you're you gave up Facebook for Lent.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's not only lim- on only on Sundays. That's not a limp problem. from. Um, <laughs> and so, so as I'm reading. I'm not reading to read about God. I'm reading to engage with God. Sure. His spirit was part of the process of spinning, uh, of uh, spinning. <laughs> His spirit was part of the process of penning. So easy for me to say. So easy for you to say. Uh, penning these words. And and then the Hebrews writer says, oh, these words are living, they're active, God is at work and his spirit is active in this still. And so when we engage this it it's not a it's not a textbook. It's a relationship, it's a conversation. It's God's voice. Jesus said, "My sheep know my voice." And the only way I know how to tune my ear to his voice is by going to the scriptures over and over and over again and so I have a daily routine
0: becoming familiar with his voice.
1: Yeah. What what's what's God's heart? Yep. What's Jesus' heart in this? Sure. Was a story tell me about who God is and and what He has for me, and what He has for the world, and what my relationship with Him and the world should look like? The people around me. Um, and and it's, you know we're told that God's word is like a plumb line. Hmm. If you ever worked in construction. Uh, You you know that if you don't grab a plumb line regularly, things are crooked quickly.
0: They will get off track.
1: Yeah, that is my world. (laughs) I quickly, without a plumb line, get off track. Things look wonky. Yep. That's one of your favorite words, isn't it? I do like
0: wonky. Yeah. Wonky's a good one. Janky. Janky. Wonky. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the words that end with E. There you go. Give me a nice E at the end.
1: So that's uh, that's my approach to my time with with God each day. Cool. Um, we're involved with what's what we're calling a life transforming group. We're we're building more of those. Um, we got a couple guy groups going. We need some uh, lady groups going. But it's, it's three people that read three chapters a day every day for a week. Be and, the
0: same three chapters for a week. Yep. Every day,
1: Matthew one, two, and three, seven days. Three time, you know, those three chapters every day for seven days, and then come together and talk about what did you hear God
0: say? Yep. What not is, just like what can I learn out of this? What is God telling me? That's yeah. good. I I was not sold on the idea initially. I will admit that I was like, this sounds wonky. I don't like it. Could have sounded I like janky. Janky. This is weird Oh
2: Logany, I don't know uh, about that I know i I was like eh,
0: and then I did it and I was like, nope, this is good. I like this now, so there you go,
1: yeah, and it's some of the best conversations, oh yeah, about God's word,
0: a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff,
1: Yeah, a lot of application this is so. this is how I'm this is what I sense God called me to live this out, yeah, and this part of of following Jesus and being changed by Jesus mm-hmm. is his words. Jesus said if if you don't build my your life upon my words, you're building your life on sand.
0: Yep. Cool. Cool. Well have a conversation with someone about that this week. Whether it's in care group or go meet up with coffee with somebody, go have a go have a chit chat. Discuss what does it look like. Maybe have a chit chat with Trisha about child bridge.
2: And this stuff. Hey. Absolutely. I like it. Yeah. org. Come on.
0: I'll, uh, I'll link your email in the show notes awesome. so people can uh, hit you up and go get coffee and talk about.
2: I'm buying. I'll <sighs> buy you coffee. Look at that.
0: What a deal. Ah.
2: What a deal.
0: Cup of coffee.
2: That sounds like Kingdom work to me. Oh yes. it is. Coffee. Right there. Yeah. There we go.
0: Love it. It Thanks ends for joining in an E, so
2: yay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: appreciate yeah. you being here. We'll okay. uh, catch you guys next time.
2: Catch you on the flip side. See ya.
0: You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge Podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.